same old trouble villains always knocking at the door pretty pictures on the page but nothing ever stays the Thank you, Vandello, and welcome once again to Graphically Novel. My name is Josh Wasta, a.k.a. Fallout Fieri, and with me, as always, is the Cancerverse. Oh. <laughs> oh. That's your secret? That's, uh, you yeah. always carry it yeah. with you? Yeah, that's right. Oh. Uh, it's fair. <laughs> well thank you for that beautiful introduction i guess <laughs> and and with us again the lovely and talented the baronessa our late our captain marvel as it were um <laughs> is jennifer thank you wow captain marvel that's sweet i'll take it mm-hmm. i'll totally take it so much better than cancer verse <laughs> right Right? See, I'm, I'm, I'm a good friend. Light years. See what I did? <laughs> uh, Light years. Uh, uh, well, space Marvel. Yes, Space Marvel. <laughs> it's my pleasure to introduce our guests this season, and I am very happy to welcome Sarah Michaels to our show. Thank you for coming. It's lovely to see you, and thank you for being here. Thank you very much for having me. It's very exciting. Yes, absolutely. So, before we jump in, this is your first time here, so we've yeah, got some, some introductory questions for you. Mm-hmm. But this season, we are doing special themed drinks. Uh, and, and now Jen is, is saying that it's my themed drink and not hers, though she chose it. Yeah, but I had to do the past two. That's true. Okay. <laughs> Uh, and so for Guardians of the Galaxy, which is this episode, we searched and found actually uh, something that we'll put up on our Facebook page that has a Guardians of the Galaxy drink for each member of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh my the goodness. The, the movie. movie. Okay. Yep. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So out of those, we chose group beer. <laughs> okay. Group yep. beer is blackstrap rum and root beer. And... Uh, after our Takate experience earlier today, when we recorded the Hellboy episode, we're going, uh, we're going a little tastier, a little darker, <laughs> a little darker, a little tastier, just coming, a right little up. higher proof, you know, with it being rum instead of Takate. I don't know what you're talking about, but I, as soon as I cracked open that flask that you brought over, I was like, oh yeah, that that appears. <laughs> Like I cracked open the 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 two liter first of of A and W and went ah oh, nostalgia just the smell right and then I opened up the flask and I went oh there's the pain that's not pain it's not pain it's warm black warm embracing pain yes it's <laughs> black strap is wonderful so cheers to a great episode cheers indeed cheers indeed cheers thank you so much like, does this make uh, does this oh, make... hang on I've I've heard I saw someone do this so in the pandemic. Oh. Instead of actually touching your glasses, you do this. You go, or you can uh, ping, you hold your you glass know, up or and you can ping it. Yeah, but it's not going to make any hand. sound. Oh, right. Snap your fingers. Yeah, Sorry. It's, yeah, hold hold right, your glass right. up. Snap your other yeah. the, the fingers on your other. It hand. works with a wine glass. Does not work with these glasses because no. mm. they're very thick and heavy. Mm. Well, yeah, the flicking would not. Yes, that's just going to make me. I mean, you could do it, it, but it really doesn't give the whole thick and heavy. Nice. Thick and heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, that's two episodes in a row. We've got a nickname in high school joke. Yeah, I was, well, I was just about to say Hard Flick was my nickname in high school. (laughs) Go Hard Flick or go home. That's right. Here comes a good old Hard Flick. (laughs) (laughs) I think I I learned that maneuver in wrestling. (laughs) 
I learned that it maneuver. It, I learned that maneuver in my bedroom when I was twelve. Oh, nice. I, I'm, I'm, I didn't think your dad was like that. Oh, oh that's what you get for the cancer verse thing. That's true. Sorry, John. John, I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. You know, I didn't mean that. I'm just giving your son shit. My dad doesn't know how to listen to podcasts. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> if, if he ever does, if ever he's go. lying on his deathbed and says, I want to hear what my son's been doing for the last couple of years. Like, I want him to know that I was sorry for that. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, on that... <laughs> On the my dad dying note. And <laughs> assuming that he'd just disappoint him with this podcast. Right. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I had to double down. What have you been yeah. up to, son? Well, let me let me play this podcast about comic book movies and comic book, neither of which you give a fuck about. I'm what they call an influencer. <laughs> dad. <laughs> yeah, but at that and point in time, if your dad's listening to it, it's probably because he just wants to get it over with. That's well. <laughs> Or he's just looking for something to help him on his way. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, grease the skids to heaven. Oh my god. Oh, okay, so yeah. Sarah, hello. <laughs> your first time on our show. Totally my first time. Uh, so, what is your history with comic books? Um, and what are a couple that are your current favorites? Like, if you were to read a comic book, what would it? Be? I suppose I have to confess to not having a very, uh, a very, very much of a history with comic books. Um, and it was really made clear to me why while I was reading uh, this one. <laughs> um, Understandable. I, okay, that sounded way worse than I intended it. Uh, <laughs> there, there, there is a reason here. Um, I'm a very hyperverbal person. I am a speech therapist by day for those that wouldn't know. Um, and so I am, I tell everyone I'm words, not pictures. And so like I get lost in towns I've lived in for decades and like right now trying to describe floor plans between me and my husband, like that is a comedy of errors. Like I just don't, <laughs> I don't do visual skills um, and have recently read some of those um, like articles that came out about this guy who's like, I didn't realize I was abnormal by not being able to visually imagine things in my brain. Yeah. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. So I'm not that bad, but I've, I've got, there's some overlap. Like I don't ever develop a mental map in my head of a place. Uh, I remember directions verbally. And you married a man who is an artist in just about every possible. Like ex an exclusively visual, like intensely <laughs> visual, which is my only saving grace. Like if I, we would be buying so many houses if I had a nickel for every time I was just like, oh, I think I know where I am. I go left here, right? And he goes, nope, go right. <laughs> And it only took a couple of months of marriage before I was like, all right, I'm turning right. Like, I just don't fight it. <laughs> um, so I so I told you that to say I'm really, really hyperverbal and words, not pictures. So I was a big reader, learned to read early, loved to write. I stopped reading for pleasure in grad school because I couldn't. <laughs> I was, you didn't have uh, time. <laughs> at, yeah, yeah. No, I was at my clinical, at my placement, essentially 40 hours a week. And then I came home and had four or five hours of homework a night, you know? So when I got out into the working world, like only working 40 hours a week seems so luxurious. And I just really struggled to get back into reading for pleasure. Excuse me, burping from the Takata. That's nice. Mm. Real early in the show. Mm. <laughs> mm. 
Um, and so I think a lot of people find graphic novels more accessible because they break up the text with pictures. And for me, that is worse. That yeah. is harder. Right. Um, and this comic book especially, it's not that it's not good. I enjoyed it and got really invested in the story. It's that it is literally dark. And so I visually yeah. couldn't parse a lot of the scenes because we also talk, you know, one of the things I think you didn't like, Jen, was that there were so many characters. So a lot of characters I didn't recognize against very dark and visually busy backgrounds. Mm -hmm. I couldn't tell, like, yeah. field from ground. Like, yeah. I really yeah. struggled visually with this comic. Um, so my history with comics is not great because when I did read for pleasure, I read prose. Um, the comics, I, the first comics I got, oh, man, Captain Planet. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> Woohoo. Awesome. Uh, Dad took me to the comic book store, and I think he really wanted to get me interested to Batman, which was kind of his thing. Um, and the I didn't, I didn't recognize Batman. Like I didn't, I was eight. The campy series didn't quite engage me yet, even though Dad watched it a fair amount. But I knew Captain Planet and liked him, so I got Captain Planet comic books. Um, and kind of read some sporadic titles off of my parents' bookshelves as a teen and young adult. So like the Killing Joke, like that whole. That whole graphic novelization kind of grew up on that. Um, Stay tuned for a later episode. That is this season. <laughs> yeah. We will be doing the movie Joker, and then we'll be doing the Killing Joke. Oh man! Okay, so then I can be like, "Hey guys, I'm back." So yeah, I guess I don't have a very lengthy history of comic books. I chose this one because I did really enjoy the movies, and and because I haven't been super into comic books, often sometimes the comic book movies can miss a person, a yeah. fan who hasn't been on board for a while so recognize this one and liked it but it was like it, the story was not a chore reading a graphic novel especially this one was a chore for me and yeah i i can't i can't imagine you get that a lot <laughs> I, uh, Everyone else actually, is probably like, I love graphic We did a novels. lot of Alan Moore. Yeah. <laughs> so As far as dark and difficult to visually parse. Yeah. <laughs> Although, probably you might be more comfortable with it because a lot of words. Yeah. yeah very a lot worried. of text. And I uh, I will say I am a big Transnet fan. All ten of those. Woohoo! Got, got the... Right. Got another the one. Mention in yeah. every... Yeah. So every once in every on episode. The, oh, two. Yeah. Yeah. Signed by yeah. Derek Robertson, who's the artist. Oh, yeah. Yep. Well, I mentioned Transmet almost every episode. It's my number one favorite. Well, but this is the second episode in a row that the guest has mentioned Also Transmet. true. And true. Yeah. So I guess I, I guess I can say that um, because I've kind of enjoyed more, like, less mainstream, because there is a little bit of a, a gateway barrier. Like, there are some gatekeepers for Batman, Superman, like, the big things. Um, you know, easier to get into, like, Vertigo comics and other colors. Yes, in college. So, yep. yeah. Absolutely. Shit. Uh, when you ask me about it, I read more comics than I think I do. Like that, that question really See, there you made me go. scared for a second. Well, and I have to, I have to say, you know, I understand where you're coming from and, and your difficulty with graphic novels. Mm. I don't share that difficulty, but I had that trouble with this graphic novel. Okay, that makes I me had feel a less really like a hard time. Like I'm like, who is this? Who the fuck is that? Is that what is what's going on? And then they don't. It's like they introduce characters. Some sometime they have their name right next to them. Right. And then they introduce some characters, and then they either never say who they are mm -hmm. or whatever. And then I'm like, wait, what's this? What's that? What's going on? Who is this? Revengers? What the hell? <laughs> 
<laughs> so, many different worlds are there? <laughs> there's a story in my family that I'm really, really quick to say because it, it breaks down the two reactions I had to people in this comic. <laughs> and it's when I was 16 years old, I took uh, my my family went to go uh, visit my grandmother um, down in Puerto Rico. We took my best friend Tom at the time with us. Hmm. Um, my uncle lived with my grandmother at the time, and he is um, he's a man that just never quite like grew up. He's like very Peter Panish. So like we get in, like, you know, it's late. We've been on a plane. We go, we, we're put into a room. My sister is sleeping with my parents and my brother, uh, who's three years younger than me, my best friend, who's a year younger. And so it's a 16 year old, a 15 year old, and a 13 year old sure. like, in a room. My uncle comes home at two in the morning, plowed. <laughs> And goes into this room because he knows we're here. And he's like, everybody wake up. Wake up. Joshua, <laughs> you're my nephew and I love you. Oh, me. You're me. my nephew and I love you. And then he sees Tom and goes, who the fuck are you? <laughs> so like reading this comic, I'm like, I'm like, Space Lord, you, I know you and I, I love, and I love you. you. Drax, I know you and I love you. And then I see like fucking what's Quasar. It? Quasar. Who the fuck are you? Who is this? Yeah. Yes. Or, or as I like to say, Satanic Hulk. <laughs> oh, oh! There was a moment. Yeah, Sita yeah. Hulk. I, I, I do have to say though, Sarah, I, I appreciate, uh, you know, your, your difficulties that you were having. Um, I have almost the exact opposite response, yeah, actually. Right. Um, sometime in my like late twenties, early. 30s. Uh, again, no longer reading for pleasure because, you know, got out of college, um, got into the workforce, you know, busting my ass, right. you know, five to seven days a week. Um, yeah. got, to, got to the point where I actually can't read a lot of text. Like if I sit down to read a normal novel, I it's will be us. No, I will flat out be asleep within 10 pages. Um, but unlike the rest of my crew here, like when we go, when we go, we, Josh and I had this conversation, um, should we buy more graphic novels? Who, like who wants hard copy? Who wants digital? I'm the one that I'm the first one to be like, I want hard copy. I can sit and I can read these. I can, I can enjoy them. I can absorb them, but normal text cannot do for some reason. Right. Mm -hmm. And Jen is very much the, she has her tablet. She wants everything on digital. Right. She, you know, once we find a reader that she she uh enjoys more than the ones that are on the the fire uh she's always been looking for one that she likes but um very much you know digital is the way to go for her i can go either way um so if i have to write something i type much faster than yeah. i write and so the digital format for anything i have to interact with but the ability especially for something this dark the ability to hold the page and like turn it different angles really physically helped me and that not I mean, would not have worked on a tablet. I, I would definitely, it, like we were saying before, I would definitely look at some of the Alan Moore stuff because the artwork is far more simple, not a super, like, not a lot of, uh, like, high detail stuff that you have to try and focus on visually. Usually there's also a ton of, like, monochrome, if not necessarily black and white, but, like, you know, like when you get into the Swamp Thing, it's, like, shades of green um, and things that you might be able to focus on a little bit easier. And what I have seen of him I really liked, like, doing a whole page that is maybe a picture of one person 
holstering a gun, but it's got eight different blocks of text that I'm yeah. reading as I as I'm going visually through that one picture. Yes, he's he's very verbally descriptive mm -hmm. as well. I think specifically back to when we were doing From Hell, uh, and we were sitting there and talking with my brother, and there's just it's just a lot of very simple pictures, a lot of black and white with maybe a splash of red or some other color here or there. Um, things that you might be you know might be easier for you to process. Black and white might actually be harder though straight black and white because then the figure ground mm -hmm. issue is still mm -hmm. it's hard to make things look far away that's fair okay yeah, i didn't yeah. think about that sure yeah if we take that if we start talking about the fact that uh drax in this comic book is i'm just gonna come out and say it way less autistic yeah and i mean that way, as a straight up descriptor yeah. and not an insult at all autism yeah. spectrum disorders run in my immediate family right uh but because autism autism spectrum disorders run in my immediate family my parents have checked out a couple books on the subject and um, I ended up reading them and some of the visual stuff I have overlaps with autism spectrum yeah. disorders which I socially and linguistically do not think I struggle with at all but right. you know reading well, it's sensory a lot of it is yeah. sensory yep. yeah cut the cut the seams off my sock toes <laughs> Seven through ten holes in my socks. I have so. two children who yeah. 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 But you cut a lot of sewed a lot of holes where tags well, have been cut out of things. One of them was more uh light dark. Mm. That's Alex, my older one. And then the younger one was definitely tags. Anything right and touching rubbing. Yeah, yeah. 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 That was not real. That's I think that's part of why I'm so fidgety. Yeah. 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 So, on. so speaking of the differences uh between characters in this book, let's uh Let's move. Sarah, you've, you've given us a great view on how you felt kind of going <laughs> through the book. Uh, Jen, I, I believe you had a, a very strong reaction. I, I that did. doesn't sound like Jen. I <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. What? Strong reaction? Me? Opinions? What? Um, yeah, I I felt like what is I, I want to say it's a um naked gun movie where someone is just mm -hmm. like trying to, to to talk to someone and they're just physically having things thrown at their face while they're trying to talk. That's kind of how I felt reading this graphic novel in the regards to <laughs> characters in the novel. It was like, I'm reading and I'm like, what? Who's that? Wait, what's going on? There's a- Who the fuck character. are you? It's like you're trying to have a conversation while somebody's throwing darts past your head yeah. at a dartboard. Yeah. Well, but I really literally felt like someone was throwing kind of damp socks at my face. That was kind of the feeling that I had. I'm like, this is not just slightly annoying. This is really annoying. And it's kind of distracting me from being able to kind of get what the narrative is and uh, what the story is. The damp socks name was Nobara. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, it wasn't World Mind. <laughs> world mind I, yeah, was no, World Mind was was awkward and made the comic difficult. Or the Revengers, or the like. Come on, I mean, how many characters do you need? Also, why do the spaceships have face faces? I mean, there were there was a there was a scene in the graphic novel where they're like spaceships and they all have giant faces. They so, look like trains with giant faces. Sometimes when you take a lot of spice. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> You'll see things no one else can see and do things no one else can do. Right. So and everything oh, has a face. Like you can talk to everything. Cause everything right. But why does it all have to look like a giant Pez dispenser? I mean, come on. Doom. Be a little more creative. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. I, I imagine that that might be a, a Marvel, space Marvel thing. So I, I want to I wanna say, well, first of all, I don't know if we've even introduced the comic that we read for this. We read it. No, we haven't. We have not talked we, about it yet. I did the assignment. Which is the Thanos imperative. Um, in looking for a Guardians of the Galaxy story, this is the one that in the last 10 years has been the highest regarded. Um, I am not a space Marvel person. And in fact, I was very hesitant to go and see the Guardians of the Galaxy movie hmm. because I am not a space Marvel person. Um, I did, I'm, I'm just here processing that that's like a subcategory. It's kind of like like when you start going, learning too much about furries, like... Yeah. <laughs> no, like you, you can get really wow. specific. Like, you are not wrong. Okay. <laughs> yeah. like, no, you it's are true. Not wrong. So this reminds me of being on the opposite end of this. I was having a conversation at a bar with some old co-workers and I was trying to explain that I preferred hard sci-fi like Larry Niven and Arthur C. Clarke, you know, more technical based sci-fi versus like soft sci-fi, which I also enjoy, and McCaffrey, you know, things like that. Right. And this one was just here like... <laughs> Yeah. Hard sci-fi. Like she like the, the idea that you divided it you that right. you divided nerds that precisely was Does just, hard sci-fi hey, have cocks? In it? <laughs> that hey, was exactly what you wanted to do. We know. are nerds. Of course we're going to divide things. What? Like that. That's, that's the nature. That's just what we do. It's it's the nature of being a nerd. We we sit down and we label things. We put little little tags on it and we say, mm-hmm. "Oh, you're understand that it's on a spectrum. We put a lot of labels on right? it." Right? Yes, you're, you're a CCG gamer, or you're a TCG gamer, or you're a, you know... Why you're, do you're label makers are so popular and sell so well? Come on. <laughs> right? That was, what, that was what my stepdaughter stole from the utility drawer. Now, now that I'm starting to clean out this house, I'm finding, like, first of all, everything she touched is coated in a fine layer of foundation. Just everything. <laughs> everywhere. So what I'm hearing is that you need a label maker. Yeah, no, I'm also okay. just finding strips of like random words in label maker. I'm like, you fucker, this is what you were doing. Like, we use this for things, and you just wrote like <laughs> Taylor less than three. Like, god damn it. <laughs> but yes, they are clearly universally cool label makers. <laughs> Podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Woo! So, uh, uh, Space Marvel. We talked a little bit about it in uh, everyone's favorite episode, Dark Phoenix. Mm. Um, Oh, my God. Because that is a great example. That's a great example of half of that comic is an X-Men on Earth comic. And generally, that's probably the part I'm interested in. The other half... It's Space Marvel. It's Space Marvel, yes. It's like alien races putting people on trial and Professor X having to leave Earth to get laid. And yeah. <laughs> I feel like it sounds to me like what Space Marvel is, is like 1935 through 1945 of just like making up shit for comics. Like this superhero, this superhero, this superhero. Then Space Marvel was like, we can have them all because they aliens. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Because so nobody like, can tell us it's wrong. Exactly. Exactly. I'm an yeah. I'm an alien that um, shoots gummy bears from my fingers. Yeah. On my planet, we call it Snarfblar. You know, it's like a little cheap. <laughs> I have, have to say, I am a fan of sm- Snarfblar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sounds it, good to me. Yeah, nah. <laughs> I like uh, I like the red Snarfblar the best, but uh, the pineapple's fine. Yeah. Can we have hope for this? <laughs> no, you can't have hope. He's involved in too many things. So what if? But what if we put horns on him? <laughs> 
we get wait, Hulk, wait, 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 wait. but he's from the Lovecraft universe, right. and we stick horns on him. All right, here's I, I got to jump in here because this is this is where we we, we were talking last night. I, I literally did not read this comic until last night, yeah. and I was drinking, and I started uh-huh. this whole comic off, and we were having a conversation. We were texting back and forth while I was reading this, and I seriously thought this was going to turn into another Dark Phoenix. And uh-huh. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you right now, I love this comic. <laughs> I I don't know how or why, but I started off reading this going, had the same conversation, the, the, you know, the same thing going on in my head, the whole, who the fuck are you? <laughs> right. But literally, Once you let like, that go, it does get a little easier. I, I did. I just, I gave up all pretense of trying yeah. to I don't care, care I don't about care new are. characters being thrown at me. And I just kind of ran with the plot line and went, oh my God, they took a Cthulhu storyline and just slapped Marvel characters on. This is so awesome. Yes. And then, of course, we jump out with, you know, cancer verse Hulk with massive <laughs> horns. And I'm just like, and he doesn't die. And I understand that Lovecraft and the fandom has like a really long storied and sometimes uncomfortable history. But it was distracting to me as someone who had not grown up with that. Because every time I saw Fatangan in my head, it was the uh, uh, professor Fatangan. from Futurama, the awkward scientist from The Simpsons. Yes. Yes. There we go. Yeah. Fatangan! Yeah. Like, yeah. And every time one of these angry you know monsters was like cussing in my head it in my drunken reading last night i literally have pages of just fanboying out over the fact that there was so many lovecraft references in here yeah so many love i've got a references. specific episode of lavar burton reads that you need to catch up on if you yes yeah. I, I actually haven't heard any of lavar burton reads but it'll probably happen since i'm quarantining because of covid issues start with shogoths and traffic that sounds amazing you're right <laughs> I, i'm not wrong yeah no, good. if you can find it there is an entire musical called shogoth on the roof <laughs> where they have wrote yes all Fiddler Fiddler on, the roof. on the roof yep i hate Tentacles. you why have you not exposed me to this you before? don't like parody stuff i I'm it's actually kind of surprised. I would have figured, Jennifer, you'd have <laughs> been all over this. And they start with, it's Lovecraft. Yeah. It's a bayaki, bayaki, fly me through space. Take me away, <laughs> far from this place. Tentacles. Tentacles. Tentacles, yeah. Tentacles. <laughs> Yes, I, I haven't even seen it yet. I've just had so many people recite it if to I me that I know bits and pieces. Man. No, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to remember what that one is, but I haven't listened to it in years. But anyway, back to back to this comic. podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to talk about the actual movie because, like mm. I said, not a fan of Space Marvel, wasn't going to go see it. Um, it's not Space Marvel; it's Space Cowboy Marvel. And yes. Yes. Is that well, a sub sub? Well, the movie is. Right. The comic yeah, is. This not. is no, no not bad no. cowboys. Yeah. That is That's space, how I sum it up. Space Marvel. Um, yeah. No, Hard the movie. The movie is. I. It was. I was shocked at how good the movie so was. So it's got a giant tree. And it's got a talking raccoon that likes guns. And it's got. Prosthetics. Basically, Han Solo. It's got Han a super Solo badass. Of 70s music. Yeah, yeah, it's got a super badass chick. I liked it when it was called Firefly. I'm going to like it now. <laughs> right. I liked it when it was called Cowboy Bebop. And I'm going to like it now. <laughs> hey, toast to uh, Firefly and Cowboy Bebop. There uh, you go. Yeah. Clink COVID, clink bitch. <laughs> 
Speaking we're not of, go there. <laughs> one of the things that I actually really enjoyed about the movie was that it didn't have your standard party get together. Yeah. Like, yes. It, it, it was like three different groups all coming together to either get the thing or get the person that was going to get the thing because we could get money for the person. And then we all ended up in a clink together. Yes. Exactly. And then, then the last member joined us. Yeah. Yeah, then the last member. They're in the prison anyway. Yeah. There to once again, there to get one of the people in the in the park. Yeah, right. No, very very well done. Very. Um, we watched it the other night, and what I noticed was it's. Uh, and I hesitate to use this word because everybody's going to go tee. It's a very tight movie. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you were right, and you already fed me alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> but it it was it was uh, the beats are very do to do. Like it is. Yeah. As a person with a theater background, like that's a good script. The yeah. gun in the first act leads yes. to someone getting shot in the third act. There's no yeah. wasted information or time there. Right. And I would say that's often an issue with Marvel movies in general or comic book movies in general because there's always too much to put in the movie. Right. And would, so sometimes they put shit in because they're like, I cannot have this in. And then it's like, why was that even there? That I would not. I would argue that that is the problem with the second Guardians of the Galaxy movie, which I do love, but there is too much, like, you don't have that beat. You don't right. have, like, there's too much, and then this happens, and then yeah. it's over here, and then, and then, then gotta, we go, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and we need a storyline with this person. Because then, eventually, yeah, it, right. it, it's, it, you know, the gun in the first, in the drawer in the first act does come up, but because that got stretched into two and now three, yeah. it's it doesn't feel, you're right, it's not as Tweet. Right, okay. right, and that's what I really liked about the first one. Is it? It is a movie that I can sit down and be that's like, "What everyone always likes about the first Josh." Yeah, it's tight. Thank you, Sarah. I, yeah, <laughs> just went straight for that one. But yes, okay. hey, at least we didn't have to do it. We don't get in trouble for this because if the girls are going to bring it up, it's fine. Yeah, but unlike that example, the first well, yeah, one well, knew what it was seconds. doing. Wait, what? Oh. <laughs> No. no, no, no. I was just going to go back to the example. Do, do you think girls don't know that's a thing? Like, <laughs> I, I don't know what you're looking at me for. Stare over at the screen over there. He, you got yourself in trouble. You were even by pointing out you couldn't get in trouble. You just fucking got yourself. I did. I did. Got myself in trouble. What else was I going to do? Generally. So that was definitely a theme in the comic book, I thought. A little, there. there's a, I, I, it was noticed, the, the sexualization of women was noticeable enough that I went back to the offer, offer page and sure enough in all of these names there's one that doesn't have a wiener uno editor rachel Pinellas. No, that doesn't have an N-A over it. Pinellas? Pinellas. Pinellas. Yeah. With John Denning. They, they are both yeah. assistant editors. So I don't know what kind of power that has. But well, it has it... the word assistant right before it. I so... mean, oh, I'll look for yeah. it. Yeah. Well, and yeah. yeah. Well, yes. And you also, in the comic, have woman getting kidnapped, guy having to go rescue woman, then leaving her because she cannot She cannot be right. risked. I, 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 can't, I can't risk yes. you. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I can't risk you. You I, I can't put you in danger. Yeah, where's the fucking Captain Oh, Marvel yes, just this? the strap-on Cthulhu rape machine. Yes. Like, yeah. That's yeah. super wowzers. There it was. Yeah, and that's right before, that's my strap on Cthulhu. Strap-on Cthulhu rape machine is the name of my Guar cover band. Oh, all right. Yeah, that <clears> was <throat> good. Yeah, that was good. But also, like, super visually hard to parse. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Gnarly. Oh, there's also, yeah, there's a lot of, like, pink light. Yes. Like, designs. And that pink light on purple creatures like mm, yeah which is just like a marvel thing yeah. like that's a lot of that the, was, that's yeah. the doctor strange yeah they changed yeah, it to J. orange 
in the Doctor Magic. Strange like movie stuff. I but it was green. Oh, I thought, in, uh, no, was it? I thought it was still kind of pinky tinged in like the movies. Fire. Yeah, yeah no, like it, was just, it was more of a fire. No, it was not. Oh, boy. <laughs> just smell it. Just well, smell I guess we're going to do Doctor Strange ne- in season four just to prove it. <laughs> I'm sorry, Bear. I'm sorry. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> Sarah was telling me to smell her finger. <laughs> Oh. my finger. My pinky tinge. <laughs> oh. Anyways, yeah, I missed that because I'm not in the room. Oh. <laughs> Podcast in a time of pain. Oh, Jen. Did you have to be weird like that? Yeah, you Yes. Did. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> Is this going to turn yeah, into one yeah. of those episodes where we drink every time something's weird? No. Um, no, because we'd be on the floor. <laughs> and they've done this twice. I don't have that much liquor. <laughs> Yikes. So that's why yeah, that's why I moved of, on to beer. Ah, there you go. But yes, the the movie was mm. extremely surprising for me. And in fact, I believe that it was Lucas Green, yeah. uh, our friend Lucas, that had basically said, "No, you got to give this a shot. You got to get because he's a big space right. Marvel guy." Yeah. And I went and I left, and the first thing I did was post on Facebook that Lucas was right because this was well. So... But, and and I remembered that when I was reading, mm-hmm. and I thought, who? Who loves this? The book, the the graphic novel. Who who loves the graphic novel would look at that movie and say, "Oh yeah, totally right." I it's a complete disconnect for me. And and I don't know that eh, I don't know that, that that that's a bad thing because right. like like Josh mentioned, that movie only had what it needed. Everything was necessary yeah. and sufficient. You know, I perfect. agree. Yeah, I think the movie was amazing. But agreed. Yeah, but how I can can't, you I like can't. this version? Yeah. and then be like the and movie. Be like, oh yeah, the movie was a- excellent. You'd be like, it's missing so much. Yeah, the top of the list. So, Cosmo. so Bear, <laughs> as the large proponent of the comic, then yeah, did you? What like the elements movie? did you connect from? the movie, like the source material that we knew, or was it just, it happened to be so different and you still liked it? It just hit your... I honestly I honestly don't think that there was really no story elements between the movie and the comic that really that really gripped me. I mean, obviously, the, the comic book is taking place after the after the Infinity War movie, really, isn't oh, it? Oh, yeah, no, it's, it's, yeah. Yeah. it's, it's so, you know, fairly recent. I'm trying to look at the copyright on it. Um, Not Megan. But I'm, I'm talking about in the in the in the Marvel timeline. 2014. In yeah. So in the about, comic book, yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm talking about in the Marvel timeline in general. The right. the Cancerverse mm-hmm. line takes place after the Infinity War. Yes, right, yes. yeah, far after. Yes, yeah. yeah. But but there was just so many. There were so many great little. Uh, I don't even know if I want to call them Easter eggs. There were so many great little one liners that tied into so many other things. Um, for example, the when we when our group goes into the Cancerverse, you know, they take Thanos into the Cancerverse. Um, and you hear that quote the first the first people that they run into which is the right before the first fight that they get into um the line that pops up is that they say our universe has extraordinary things to offer you and my brain immediately clicked over to event horizon Horizon. Mm -hmm. yes exactly (laughs) we have such wonderful things to show you and i'm just like oh did and of course you know i've been drinking at this point in time because that was it's a friday night and i'm reading a comic book and trying to burn through this before we do the episode and and i'm like did when the event horizon like 
teleport? You know, did its whole its its drive and engine drive kicked in? Did it just hop into the cancerverse and then come back? Hmm. Is that what happened there? Um, yeah. Um, so real quick, the we we have gotten a little bit into the comics, so I just want to give an, a basic overview that there is another universe where they have killed death, and that is what the Cancerverse is. Uh, well, they no don't one... actually talk about that on the back cover of the book. They actually yeah. mention, yeah. so it's not a, it's not a yeah. real spoiler because, you know, if right. you pick up the, the comic book, it's right there. Right. So in a universe without death, you run out of space, hmm. which is why it's called the Cancerverse. And so, and in fact, they even describe it as when the the gateway opens between the Cancerverse and the, and the Marvelverse, that they're working with, it's like cutting open a boil. Right. Lancing a boil. The, yeah, lancing a boil where yep. things shoot Just into shoot it. because yeah. it is so tightly packed in the cancerverse. And but I, I also really saw, like, go, oh no, go ahead, Sarah. From a medical professional standpoint, I mean, that's what cancer is. It's your body trying to not die. Yes. And so it's like, hey, these figure, cells figured out how to not die. We're going to make a whole bunch more of those. It's cool that it's not lung tissue because we're never going to die. But then that's the <laughs> problem. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I love that it was literally biologically that's what cancer is. You turn off death and things get fuckity. Yeah. Right. And and I mean, and it's a great it's a great story that I have not run into previously, mm -hmm. which is not, you know. It, you can't say that. Not often. that often. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the idea is that there's this whole other universe where death was eliminated. Right. Well, what are the consequences of that? Mm -hmm. And that's, it's so good. And then you have to turn to, okay, well, basically, who is the Marvel Universe's number one authority on death? Thanos. <laughs> exactly. So now we have to work with him to try and, you know, in, in solve the issue. It's really, really good in theory. I don't, I do find that there was too much filler. I don't think it should have been six issues. I would have been fine with four. Sure. Um, and you probably could, yeah, well, Jen says three, but I think you could, in four, you can get enough in there, but you can get rid of some of the extraneous stuff. I absolutely agree with that because I think you could trim out most of the first and most of the last one mm -hmm. because the last one is just... Straight in, 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 well, it's it's straight up setting up the next uh, organization yeah, yeah, yeah. of superheroes. The first right. one is a little too much prep time. Like we could have, yeah. you know, I, 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 that's where I was bored. That's where I was just like, this is gonna suck. This is gonna be Dark Phoenix all over again. And then by the time <laughs> I got into the second one, then I was just you like, oh, oh, before, oh, we're good. Don't do it again. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. And I was gonna throw out while I'm sure it's not what Jen wants to hear. Ah, as a person who was not like a Lovecraftian fan, they kind of could have cut all that out like never dying is bad enough cancer versus bad enough it doesn't have to be never dying and turning into squid kazulu monsters like <laughs> right. the fuck like hulk resurrecting was scary enough i i will throw out that as someone who struggled to visually understand this comic it was helpful that the bad guys had red eyes make <laughs> them the fuck out yes, that is right. true well, the thing that I the thing that I love about Lovecraft is that you know the truth of it for the characters you either get you either die or you go mad and then you die. Right. Whee! So yeah, it's like well, <laughs> there is no happy ending here. Yeah, yeah. It's it's which uh, which one do you want? Right. Do you want to live longer and see yourself go crazy right. and then die? Right. That's the other rule yeah. of anything Lovecraft. Yeah. Is if you are the person that is, because usually it's a lot of night twenty stuff. Yeah. yeah. But if you are the person that is fortunate enough to have the six shooter, mm -hmm. only fire five bullets. Right. You always keep the last one for yourself. Oh, exactly. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
that's super appropriate for this year. Yeah, like, like, right. Just don't. <laughs> Keep just one for that. yourself. Yeah. Save all six because you never know what's going to fucking happen oh, in 2020. Yeah. Um, I, I want to throw out something just because I thought it was really cool. Um, I'm, I'll put a spoiler alert up probably for about 30 to 45 seconds here. Um, there was there was a big hint for me like with a lot of the stuff that was going on that gave me a very much into the Spider-Verse feel mm. because we're starting a deal with death totems and how Thanos is a death totem for our universe and that that's a that's a plot point story point um, in there um, and I, I really got that feel I really got pulled back into that into the Spider-Verse moment because of that mm. so we uh, we mentioned this a little bit in our Deadpool episode in season two um, but and it's never really explained explicitly in this and it might be an aha moment for for sarah in this Hmm. so the thanos in the marvel comics the reason that he's looking to kill half of the universe has nothing to do with like the comic book or the the movie yeah yeah yeah. it is that he is in love with death yeah, and he wants to make death happy and get death's attention, and so he's going to kill half the universe. Like okay. That is that is yeah. his whole thing. Nice. So this is like stepping that up. Okay. And also has some of the stuff with his relationship with death. With, yeah, which is um, which is interesting. And, and was again, it another to be funny. I found it kind of funny. Um, so it depends on Maybe. how you're you're running it because it is kind of laughable. In well, especially when you get to the point that it is done for laughs because death is actually in love with Deadpool. No, oh, I haven't gotten to that who, one yet. Uh, yeah. Who <laughs> death can never have. Ah, of course. Yeah. That's, so uh, like in Deadpool 2, when he keeps dying and going down, mm. um, a lot of the times in the comics, that's not because Wade doesn't have a girlfriend in the comics and stuff. Mm, right. That's usually death that he spends that however oh, couple, couple of minutes, minutes with oh, okay. and then gets sucked back up. Right, right. In the comics, that's death. Because she loves him. Okay. Yes. Nice. Has anyone else here or any of our listeners seen the spirit? I have not seen the spirit. It's the spirit. it's Josh, it's on the Voodoo account, and I've told you so many times that you need to watch oh, the like, spirit. Oh, you're in trouble. I feel like, like I've seen It's done I, a lot like Sin City in the Black I it is. I feel like I have, Plus but it would Sam- be one of those things that it was like playing at someone's house, and I said, when did it come out? Oh, I could look it up. Early 2000s? Yeah. Something I like that. So. Yeah. Okay, um, then yes, I think it was playing at a party that I was at, and I'm vaguely aware of what it is, but I could not tell you anything plot-wise. You, you get that same <laughs> moment of a, of a superhero that can't die, and anytime he comes close to death, um, they call they they call her Lorelai in in the spirit. Definitely, um, and that. any any time that he <laughs> is like unconscious and near death, he has that moment with her where they're they're having a conversation and stuff. Plus, for you Vlar out there is the best interpretation I have ever seen of a pack of blood brothers. So mm-hmm. watch that movie. Like you should watch that when you're, you know, between your episodes of, of Umbrella Academy tonight, Josh. <laughs> Along with Pan's Labyrinth. Along with Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah, we're gonna have to take a break after Pan's Labyrinth, I'm pretty sure. Well that's what Umbrella Academy is for. No. Well I need to pay attention to it. I, that's fine. Yeah, that's not <laughs> <laughs> that counts. Okay. Um, other comments on Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, we haven't talked about oh. the movie that much. Well, yeah, we, you know, we really haven't. Absolutely. Been... So I would say other than going into the movie without any foreknowledge of sure. the graphic novel Same. at all. Yeah. 
Um, I was delighted. And I want to say that it's one of the best Marvel superhero movies right. that's out there. It's so well done. Yeah. The plot is amazing. Mm -hmm. um, and I love that it's not, you know, like characters that people that are not well known prior to to the movie coming out sure sure you know it's it's uh i think that that's kind of a realm of comic books that wasn't really as well known as the as the others oh absolutely right. you know? yeah agreed yeah. and so I yeah think this, it was is, a... this is another one that was completely like hellboy for me that was i didn't know what this was and it, are you kidding me? This is tied into everything else in the Marvel universe. Yeah, yeah, completely. It, it, it just—it was a surprise. It was a delight. Honestly, it was a delight, and I really enjoyed the movie. But I also loved the placement of, you know, it, it, I thought I thought that especially after reading the graphic novel, the way that the first movie was set up and how they scaled it way, way back as far mm -hmm. as the number of characters, they introduced the right characters, I think. Right, yeah. Um, although it was interesting, some of the characters that were antagonists in the movie were not necessarily antagonists in the graphic novel. Sure, yeah. Um, well, and they were originally antagonists, so like Ronan has had a character... Arc. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That was the biggest one for me. Was the like wasn't wasn't this the bad guy in right. the movie that we right, watched? Yes. I was like, and uh, okay, I'm just running with this. I'm just and running now with this. Yeah. Now he's hanging out on the moon with the Inhumans. Right. Right. And well, for me, I just kind of rolled with it, assuming it was ignorance. Like, oh, maybe it's a different one. Or now yeah. it's whatever. Pretty much the exact same thing for me. Yeah. Well, and that's the other thing is anytime, and this is another issue I have with Space Marvel, but I lump Inhumans into Space Marvel since they live on the moon. Um, we are and the you moon hated that series. <laughs> uh, well, yes. Uh, well, first of all, the show was horrendous. Yes. But <laughs> the movie, Guardians of the Galaxy did what the Inhuman show could not, and that's take these characters that I could not have given two craps about mm. and make them super interesting you know um and the inhumans kind of did the opposite i mean fortunately they didn't screw up lockjaw but how do you screw up a giant teleporting dog um you know but see, that you was... say lockjaw and i didn't watch uh, inhumans you say lockjaw and i just go straight back to like 80s he-man animated series no oh, jeez. yeah no lockjaw is a giant teleporting dog right. he's <laughs> amazing uh but all dogs are amazing so you know um but yeah it's it, it's the difference in in how you can take a property and weave it through and James Gunn takes a lot of that credit right I mean the music choices which then you'll notice uh, an uptick in the quality of music in every other Marvel movie moving forward after Guardians of the Galaxy it's true mm -hmm. but the thing that I like is the, the the graphic novel hooked in like characters from Earth from what we know as Earth, but not in a way that I cared about. Mm. I think that Guardians of the Galaxy did a really good job of just like, I mean, they basically said Peter Quill was from Earth, and that's all we knew. Mm -hmm. And that was the smallest part of that movie. Mm -hmm. But it it's what it's invested the us mm -hmm. in that character and every character that they cared about. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Because you've got to have that similarity. You've got to have that connection somehow. And I know as an original Farscape fan, that was my oh, first fan. Oh, Farscape. Ah, taking it back to 1999. Uh. <laughs> and Australia. Uh, I, just, I love... I, I want a little dude that just 
floats around in my house and farts helium. That's all I want. <laughs> I still got some leftover helium balloons from my birthday. I should have, yeah, could have, should have, would have brought them to the, <laughs> brought them to the podcast. Um, but I, I like. There's a reason why the one Earthling lost in space trope is such a trope. It gives you something to hang your hat on, and right. and someone else who is moving through this bizarre world with you and going, "Who the fuck are you?" You know, yeah. like it gives you that <laughs> that anchor. And I think, I mean, I think it's arguable that if more of this of if more of the Thanos imperative were written from Peter Quill's mm-hmm. uh, uh, perspective, yeah, yeah, I, I think we would have had more support. You know, it would have yeah. been would have felt more accessible moving through this bizarre world. They kind of do that though, they because of. they do it with Nova, who is from Earth and is the last remaining member of the Nova Corps, right? And and, that, and they they touch on that because they talk about how the Peter Quill in this mm, is yeah, jaded, yeah, is jaded yeah. because he's Peter been. Quill through so many of these adventures Mm. so you are kind of following a lot with nova to get that earthling perspective they could have done more with it for sure and having this comic book storyline be so far ahead and like i was Mm -hmm. into the guardians of the galaxy that was kind of hard because referring to this one dude as nova when my last experience was the nova core and they were not humans like yeah i mean yeah Let's be honest. We all know Glenn Close is superhuman, so we. Yeah. Well, and John we C. Riley, right. there's no way that that dude is human. Fuck in any no! Way. Have so you pick... seen that hair? Right. Yeah, yeah no. straight up. <laughs> um, so yeah, that that threw a little that that didn't feel like a human perspective to me because right. my exposure from the movie was that the Nova right. Corps was right. was this. So, but yeah, I mean, it's the same reason why I liked Mal. He was very, you know, the battle flashbacks was very Mal Malcolm Reynolds. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely, very... absolutely. Yeah. Well, and I think that's a, that's another thing. I mean, touching on Mal, it's like the hero in Guardians of the Galaxy. If we're going to say that there is a hero, well, a right? If hero. we're going to sure. say it's the it's the person from earth it's it's they constantly are battling with their their flaws right they're constantly battling with their inability to be what they envision themselves as great they're human right exactly. they're human they're it's, human and that's mentally yeah. and that's what brings you in it's like you can have aliens all over the place and you can i be like oh i really like them right but you don't identify with them because mm-hmm. they're not human there yeah yeah they're not from where you're from exactly right. and sometimes they're love Craftian beasts from the cancerverse. Right. Sometimes. Seriously. Hey, <laughs> I love I love things with tentacles. Not not this in a, not, a in a, not in a, not in a Whew. biblical sense. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite thing to yell at karaoke when my husband goes up. I know that guy in the biblical sense. And <laughs> 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 nerdery. Yeah. yeah. And whoever laughs, you're like, we can be friends. <laughs> Come find me after this. <laughs> If you liked that joke and the song I'm singing, let me buy you a drink. Raise your hand. <laughs> How do adults make friends? I'm just going to keep trying. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, sorry, that way this track. All right. Other other topics to jump in before the last question. I, I have one last random thought that I wrote down in my drunken notes from last night and it's it's literally I just put it's scrawled in the middle of the page with a question mark after that and says is this linked to Riddick's Necromongers bless you twat twat what Chronicles of Riddick the Necromongers yeah yeah well Pitch Black being one of the only movies I've ever walked out of that's 
because you have no taste. It's got Claudia Black in it. Did you make right? it through when she dies? I made it, yes, towards the end, when it's they right. all yes. suddenly decide to trust the inmate. No. When they're all like, well, apparently this is the only man that can save us. I'm like, no, But it's got no, one of the done. best lines yeah. in a movie ever. Seriously, one of the best, like, like two, like two characters, we each get one line, or two lines, sorry. I thought you said it was clear. I said it looked clear. Well, how's it look now? Looks clear. Like, how do you not? That's awesome. Like, after you, what you just saw in that movie. You can boil that down to two better lines. You give me bad directions. No, I, <laughs> I, know, gave, you I gave you wrong, wrong directions. <laughs> 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 That's only twice this season that we've quoted Shanghai Noon. We'll have to do it again. Well, that's because <laughs> that's because earlier this month we were drinking and you kept going Uno Mash. <laughs> <laughs> that's because it was your oh, almost your oh. birthday and you pulled no. out the bottle of Fireball. That's it true. It was so bad. Oh no! The I, next day, in her hungover I, state, Jen just started giggling, and I'm like, "What's going on?" She's like, "I just in my mind, I'm bare <laughs> Uno, Uno Mash." <laughs> I, I had a plan that night because I, I am not a fan of cinnamon. I am not a fan of cinnamon, and Josh has a, a love affair with Fireball. And so my plan was, if if I can get Josh drunk enough off of Fireball that he pukes, I may never have to see a bottle of Fireball again. And you are wrong, sir. I, I was wrong. And you are so wrong, First sir. part of the plan, a success. Second part, I mean, you were I didn't wrong. have a hangover the next day. He did, but... I actually didn't. She did. I did. <laughs> oh. And I, I refused. <laughs> I refused after the first... You only took, two. like, two shots. Two. We took, like, four or five each. Yeah. When they were the big double. Yep. Yeah. 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 That's a lot. That sounds fun. Let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Yeah. You first. I, I will proctor. <laughs> here you go, and here you go. Here you go. For the go. first two shots, I also played uh, Fireball by Pitbull. That, that helps. Well, he started on the second one, and I was like, really? <laughs> My category of music that I like is music that I could sing to or dance to. So I unironically like music that I'm like, no, that's objectively bad. Like that qualifies as bad music, but if we ever do a Patreon, we need this this moment in the video of Sarah chair dancing because it's <laughs> It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, that helps. Great. <laughs> that was definitely a theme in this comic. Hey, guys, the battle got so bad that all the abstracts, the giant space creatures have showed up. You're going to see all of them once, and then you're only going to see the one with titties here on out. <laughs> yeah. Right? Mysteriously, there's always an explosion going on somewhere around her vagina, letting you know that maybe we didn't Barbie doll it. Maybe there's like a spaceport there. You know now. <laughs> that was very noticeable. Yeah. Vagina explosions. A wormhole? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Has this comic inspired you to read more Guardians of the Galaxy? To read more Guardians of the Galaxy specifically, probably no, unfortunately not. Because I think as we've all agreed, the movie is, they did they did better writing a story and a script 
in the movie. And, and it is, that is, I'm very story driven. I was really worried I was going to accidentally spoil later Guardians of the Galaxy movies because it's really hard for me to parse which, which part of the story is in which right. movie. Right. Um, but I think comics in general, you know, I was reminded of the fact that, yeah, this takes a little more visual effort at the time, but it is a pretty quick, quick read and it is action packed and exciting. And I could see myself, uh, Taking myself back through a transmit reread, or, you know, so yeah. I'm just gonna warn you, rough right now. Yeah, yeah, I have, I have been, have been hearing some of those news. Is bad time. Uh, it's because uh, Trump uh, is the beast. Also, I mean, which means bad. we've got the smiler still to come. Yeah. Also, just as bad as the Judge Dread read was. Oh. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah. That was rough. That's... Uh, no, well, Judge Dredd, I, I will I will encourage you once we drop the episode to listen to it because sure. there is a lot of overlap on how that world fails mm. and where we are right now. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's yep. rough. And it was written in 2003. Right, right, right. Yeah, almost prophetic. Actually. Yeah. I feel like I remember hearing these, you know, I've, I've seen that meme that's like, I remember when Bush came out with the Department of Homeland Security and I said it was going to get used to disappear people into vans and everyone told me to stop smoking so much pot in my dorm room. Like, I've heard all these theories yep. before yes. from someone real fucking high and now it's on MSNBC. Like, yep. Ooh, Colorado will run the world. Well, I'm go. okay with that. Somewhere. <laughs> Bear, uh, obviously you've said that you enjoyed this. Will, has this encouraged you to read Guardians of the Galaxy? Uh... That's a tough call because this isn't really a Guardians of the Galaxy comic. Mm. Um, I love the movie. I loved this particular graphic novel because of the fact that it was exceptionally Lovecraftian. And I got to a point where I was just like, fuck all the characters that are being literally thrown at my face like wet socks, as Jen said. <laughs> Um, I, I'm I'm just here for the lols. Anyone like, who's I, ever a teenage boy, wet socks mean something way different. Right. <laughs> I, I, also, anybody that has a that is a parent of a teenage boy understands what wet socks are. But no. uh, this this was a very it, it, even even enjoying it for the plot content that I loved. This was a difficult read. I don't know that I would recommend this to people as their next jumping off point from watching Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, I don't know what to point them to instead because I'm not familiar with the rest of the subject matter, but if you're a Lovecraft fan and you're a Marvel fan, yeah, pick this graphic novel up. Thanos Imperative is awesome. You're gonna have to slog through an issue or two, you know, the first couple of story, you know, whatever the first two issues were in the actual graphic novel. People will be introduced and if you don't know who the Hey, you just, who they are, shrug your shoulders and go, fuck it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Just be like, I, I, I like don't. Cool. Yeah, I don't care. Well, I, I knew who Beta Ray Bill was just because I'm a fan of Hulk and Thor and everything else and have heard bits and pieces of storyline of that. That was several levels of disappointing for me because first I named him Horse Thor for like two pages before <laughs> I learned he was Beta Ray Bill. And then I told that story to my husband who immediately went, Thorse. I was like, Fuck! Oh, oh my ball. god! Why have a... Oh, I'm oh. mad for you too. Yeah, I know. Force. Oh. Yeah, I'm gonna go Seriously, drive my car from all the graphically <laughs> novel to you three. Fuck yourself. Go fuck no, yourself. just just because it's gonna trigger somebody, I think the word "force" in quotes needs to go into the description of this episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> well, and I have to agree with you. I just think that that's the Thor's. He's a coming. <laughs> right? Brad's that... the nation. The Crow-Bredison. Oh. He got the application. <laughs> <laughs> it needs an evaluation. So that's a game to begin. No, 
hard left. He stole He stole that. No, that needs to go in the episode. That needs to go in the episode so bad. The fuck are you? Who the fuck are you? Also, then he took off the helmet. I was like, oh, Brooklyn from Gargoyles. Check. Also, there you go. Nice. Great reference. I'll just say that to any moment. Once they get into the helmet. Yeah, once they actually get into a lot of Gargoyles, you're going to feel differently about John. Anyways, you were about to say something, Jen. Well, I also, I I don't know if it was intentional, but I I think that I just got lumped in with millennials, which I'll fucking take. It's, it's no, like, you know, I, don't, I, I, don't could know be, I could be the grandparent of a millennial at this point. I, I, it's, but it's more of a stage of your life you're living in, you know? And I just don't <laughs> oh, mean to put too bad a point. Is that worse? Is Did that I make sad? it worse? God it damn sad? it. I don't it know. might have made it worse. <laughs> Hey, like three I don't a fucking care. Either. Gen X for life. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Rock on. Well, you are barely Gen X. Barely. And it's like, hey. you also have to take into account bear, geography. Because like, three's almost more of a millennial than I am, cause, even though he's 10 years older, because he grew up in rural Iowa. True. So like, I was playing Oregon Trail at the same time it made it to him. You know? Yes. <laughs> it's just all the same fucking timeline. That's so That's true. You the 80s didn't show up counts. in Canada until the late 90s. Yeah, it's like being behind the Iron Curtain. Like, it takes a while for shit to wow. get to you. Well, see, Char- I, I Charles City, 45 <laughs> miles from Cedar Rapids, but might as well be 45 light years. Fucking years. Oh, my God. But I did it to myself because I graduated from high school, and then for 10 years, I didn't own a television. Oh, yeah. So You're I, missing time. I, like I an alien not. abductee. She didn't watch Back to the Future until a couple years ago. Yeah. So, like, that's a cornerstone. No, cornerstone? Well, gotcha. <laughs> cornerstone of my marriage uh, because I just don't have a two-hour attention span. So three makes a movie reference, and I go, what? And he goes, now we gotta watch whatever it is tonight. So like, uh, I just recently saw Dirty Dancing for the first time. Wow. Secret feminist romp about getting someone an abortion and no one thought to mention that? Like, yeah. <laughs> I, was like I thought it was about dancing. Like the title's... <laughs> I've seen, I mean, I dancing I've was just the last like third of that movie. Okay, yeah, right. And, and I have, oh, so like, the I point from where he rips somebody's throat out. Right, Roadhouse. Roadhouse. <laughs> I've seen that. Sarah, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so uh, much for having me. Yeah, it's been absolutely. an abundant pleasure. Well, we'll make sure to get you the list for season four and see if we can get you back, or even we should do a couple. We should do the three. We should. Sarah. We should see if uh, if we can get you on the Transformers episode with three. Ah. So he'll make you read Transformers comics. He already makes me watch. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. So much. Yeah, go. all right. It's an easy segue. I've got a shirt for that one, too. <laughs> Check. Excellent. I'm, yeah, I've got some well, such I would good imagine, wardrobe yeah, okay. for your podcast. I'm in a ball gown right now, listeners at home. That's so true. I'm, she is. She, uh, in she came formal wear. She came ready. Uh, to be Thanos. Uh, <laughs> I got fancy gloves. <laughs> They're attached to my coat with strings so I can't lose them. <laughs> Except once Frederick stole one. That's not the same as losing something. Stealing is when someone takes something that belongs to you. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so... <laughs> 
Join us next time uh, when we go over Blade. That's right. These motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill. (laughs) Till we see you, take it away, Vandello. Ever as it seems